So welcome back to the Innovation Discussed podcast by Goodfellow. Hi Aphrodite, how are you doing? Hi Mark, I'm fine, thank you. you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Adam, welcome back to the podcast, how are you doing? All good, yeah, yeah. thank you. What have you both been up to the last month since we, since we sat down and recorded? Done anything exciting, Aphrodite? Um, was it the RSC, Royal Society did, of Chemistry? Did, did, we, Society of Chemistry, did we, we discuss about it though? I think we did. I think we did. Yeah. So afterwards, well, we are planning to do some exciting things. At the yeah. moment, we're yeah. just doing our usual things. Just, just doing our normal <laughs> things. We've got quite a lot of other things coming up actually. There's some exactly. stuff, stuff coming on that we can't talk about at the moment. Exactly, unfortunately. Um, but um, Adam, have you been up too much? I've been on holiday. I know. You it's just not been that long since the last last time we spoke. <laughs> first, first day back and you've been chucked straight into a podcast recording. Yeah, that's all good. It's a welcoming. Yeah, exactly. Did you have a good time? Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Bit, a bit of sun. Bit of sun. That's what we all needed at this, at this time. I've got Lake District in about two weeks' time. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I have Mauritius in a month. Mauritius. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> right. Aphrodite top trumps on the, yeah. uh, <laughs> on the thing. And we have a guest with us as well today, Dr. Jason Jackson. Um, welcome, Jason. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm great. Thank you. Good. Oh, Jason's going to talk about solid state batteries with us uh, later on in the podcast. But before we get there, Aphrodite, um, coming up in March, we've got Engineering Solutions Live at um, the... British Motor Museum. Oh yes, oh Coventry. lovely yeah. museum actually, yeah. right? Do you remember, remember? We went last year, yeah. Yeah, I, that was lovely. I think I nerded out around all the cars. Yes, um, but it was lovely. I've learned some things that yeah. I didn't know. I just look at the car and say, oh, that's lovely. And then my husband said, oh my God, for that, that's not a nice car, you know. <laughs> so I just look the outside of the car. So I've learned a lot of things. You've learned a lot of things, yeah. It's yeah. a brilliant uh, a brilliant little uh, show to go to. Um, Jason, your colleague, James Taylor, is going to be going there. And, yeah, uh, he will be. He, he'll be there for everybody to meet. Um, and I think that's the... We have a presentation as well. We have got a presentation. Raza's talking. Raza Medikito, so our technical specialist as well, is doing a presentation. From your team, yeah. Yes. And what's Raza talking about? So Raza is going to talk about metal and alloy materials in next generation applications. So it's going to be a really interesting one. Excellent. Metal and alloy materials. Sorry. Metal and alloy, alloy materials. materials in next generation applications. So that's taking place on the 21st of March at the British Absolutely. Motor Museum, um, uh, which I think I said in Coventry. It's actually in Gaydon, which is just a little bit south of Coventry. Do you remember all those country roads we had to go down? To yes, to? We, we will do that again, right? So it will be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so that's a good one to be going to. You, you're going to be there as well. Yes, Raz is going to yes, be there. I'm James is going to be there. Raz, I guess. Yeah, um, I'm actually not going to it this year. Are you not coming no, with Bethan's, us? Bethan's going instead this year. Oh, I see. All right. Because um, we've got quite a lot on on the marketing team. So the marketing team has been really busy at the moment, but I can't quite talk about that in this episode. But oh, the the we next can't wait podcast, to hear the news. yeah, the next podcast episode that we're recording, we've got some uh, big things to introduce from uh, Goodfellow uh, and from the marketing team. So that'll be really exciting. Anyway, Jason. So welcome to the podcast tell us a little bit about dr jason jackson what your role is at the business and your yeah. background and why are you here today yes yeah, so my role at goodfellow is um, account manager for our uk customers at the moment um, i've been at goodfellow for um four and a bit years now um three of those years in the technical team with aphrodite in the past year um as, as an account manager um, but prior to that i did a phd at the university of liverpool based on inorganic solid materials chemistry um, you lost and, me at inorganic. 
that means it doesn't contain carbon or any liquidy type stuff. <laughs> um, so, so I did projects on photocatalysis and multiferroics, but following that, I also did a short postdoc on a cathode material um, for a solid state battery, which is why you've invited me on this podcast the today. Su the subject today of solid state batteries. So as Adam and Aphrodite already know, I'm the idiot on the podcast and uh, tend not to know anything yeah. these, these guys <laughs> these guys do a lot to to make me not look silly when i'm talking on here so i'm hoping you're going to do the same for me yeah. as we go through this solid state battery so i'm i'm a big fan of obvious things like electric vehicles and stuff like that which uh, we we read a lot about solid state batteries but tell me what is a solid state battery and i get they're different from lithium batteries it's, it's only actually a, a small difference um but a solid state battery uses a solid electrolyte instead of a liquid electrolyte um so, so that is probably the the major difference um so so in current lithium ion batteries you have your anode cathode and then an electrolyte where the lithium ion ions flow between the anode and cathode so in current lithium ion batteries that's a liquid which has drawbacks because it's flammable um, it, it allows for degradation of the battery. Um, so in solid state um, batteries, that's replaced with a, with a solid, um, typically an oxide or a sulfide or a phosphate. Um, and it kind of alleviates some of those safety concerns with the flammability of, of the current lithium ion um, liquid electrolytes. Okay, so they're safer, but I also get they have other benefits as well. So they, they can last longer, I think, and provide yeah, more power. Yeah, so, so one of the major benefits is um, currently is an anode and a lithium ion battery is, is a kind of carbon graphite based anode. The anode kind of contains 10-15% lithium ions, um, whereas in a solid, solid state battery you can actually use lithium metal as the anode um, because there's no liquid in the battery that um, you, you can use lithium metal rather than having to store your lithium in kind of an, an inactive substance. Okay, okay. So does that, does that increase the potential energy density yeah, so that incre increases the, the kind of capacity of the battery because you've got, well, effectively 100% lithium up from 10 to 15% lithium. So potentially smaller, lighter weight batteries that can deliver yeah. the same. Yeah, that's exactly it. Smaller, lighter weight that can, can deliver the same amount of capacity. So you could have an electric car, which, and I'm just using the electric cars just because they're always the subject matter of choice at the moment. Yeah. But electric car with a smaller, lighter battery, but that could go the same distance. Or you could put a larger battery in and have more range as well to solve that problem. Yes, yeah, so, so it would be up to the up to the design or maker of the vehicle. You yeah. could you could have shorter range electric cars that, that take away some of that weight, or you could keep the weight the same but just have more batteries in there, more of these packs which allow for a larger range. I think I read somewhere today that um, one manufacturer is saying solid state batteries could give them a range of 750 miles. So the same as my diesel car then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but for an electric car, that's an improvement on, on the, the current state of the art, I, I believe. So why are we not using them already? Was that a tricky question? Are they more expensive? Um, I think it's research needs to be done on them um, and mass production. Yeah. Um, I think they're two of the, two of the bigger things that, that just need to be overcome. The, I think the material's there, the science is there. It's just getting that into manufacturing, mass production. Um, I think they're probably the biggest hurdles, but that's often the case when we see these kind of cutting edge research applications that it, the, the, the implementation of them usually comes 10, 15 years after yeah. the work's been done by researchers for them. 
So there's a, there's a, there's a couple of challenges there in terms of just in that particular use case, isn't there? So we talk about range and, and in the electric vehicle market, it's, it, it, there's range anxiety, which I always find a little bit odd. And Adam, you drive an electric car, but I don't know if you sort of feel this or not. Normally they don't need, they only have 200, 250 mile range, which um, I know for conversations in the pub, which is my favorite place to go and have this type of chat normally, um, that people say they don't want to use electric cars because 200, 250 miles is not far enough for them yeah. to go. Although I have a bladder capacity of about 170 miles, so uh, <laughs> I would I would want to charge up before before we got there. Obviously, if we can increase the ch the range capacity, that solves one problem. But to me, the bigger problem is charging times. Do solid state batteries help us improve charging times, or would they still have the same challenge? Yes, yeah, so they, they they're faster at recharging. Um... I'm not sure, not sure exactly on the percentage, but I believe they charge it a lot faster than currently, um, the, the current lithium-ion batteries, um, and they're also a lot more cyclable, um, so, so they're the five more times cyclable um, before you need to change that battery pack. Cyclable as in they, you can use them more? Yeah, right. yeah. Um, every battery has a number of times that you can charge it, empty it, charge it, empty it, yeah. um, bef before the battery is effectively dead. Um, but but these solid state batteries they can do that five times more than the current batteries so so you have to change that battery in the car a lot less yeah and to me it's like if I if I was on a long journey and stopped and could charge it from let's say empty to full while I was in the the service station having a quick comfort break and getting myself a, a chocolate bar that would actually be more useful to me that would solve a problem for me more than a range of four, five, seven hundred miles, actually, I would think in most use cases, especially if it keeps the cost of the battery down. But outside of electric vehicles, are there any other use cases? I mean, the other thing that we carry around with us a lot, three of you have got laptops in front of you, we've all got mobile phones. Will solid state batteries work in a smaller environment? Because cars are obviously quite a big environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see no reason why they couldn't replace pretty much every lithium ion battery we, we've got at the moment. Um, certainly phones, laptops, that's the, they're definitely places that um, solid state batteries could go. Things like other wearable devices and pacemakers. Um, yeah, like that as well. yeah, yes, definitely. Um, pretty much anywhere where you use a, a, a lithium ion battery at the moment, a, a solid state lithium or battery could go, certainly. Brilliant. So my mobile phone can last forever. Yeah, yeah, um, and again, there's the the cyclability because at the moment, I think most people probably charge their phone once a day or once every couple of days, depending on their use. Yeah, and people probably notice after a couple of years of doing that, you, you your battery life starts dropping, and you have to charge it halfway through the day. Um, so, so that cyclability of the solid state batteries could give you a lifetime span of that phone of five times longer than currently. Wow. Um, I'm not sure how Samsung or iPhone will, will like that, or, or Apple will like that. But <laughs> well, when, we, uh, when we're not replacing our phones every two years, because they're yeah. lasting even longer. No, that's a good point. And that's, that's fantastic. So Jason, that's, that's really good. And obviously, we're going to come on to materials that are used in solid state batteries. And, and that just talking about materials, don't forget to visit the www.goodfellow.com website where all of our materials are available for view and for sale online or how to contact the team, whether it be the sales team where Jason works or the technical team for Aphrodite with questions that you've got. So um, I'm going to hand over a little bit to uh, Aphrodite, Adam and Jason now and just have a chat through uh, the materials that are used in solid state batteries. Uh, and also, you know, I think we've just touched on it, but cost implications and are these material prices coming down um, and that type of thing. So Aphrodite, 
Yes, actually recently the Faraday battery challenge delivered by Innovate UK. So they have awarded the high value manufacturing center uh, catapult actually 12 mm -hmm. million pounds for research in solid state batteries. Oh wow, okay. Yes, together with other facilities like CPI, WMG and the University of Warwick. So it's a very interesting topic at the moment, solid state batteries. Very, very, yes. very top level. And, and the materials that are used in them? Oh, I will say that Goodfellow has a great range of these, those materials that we could be able to use it. So uh, we can, as well, you already said, I mean, uh, Jason already have mentioned some materials uh, like phosphate, sulfides. Uh, I reckon that we do have these materials because they are over 1,500 that we have at the moment, or okay. I, I guess. But we're going to add more and more in the future. But in the meantime, we have lithium materials for anodes, cathodes, and solid electrolytes, actually. So we currently have enough in our catalog range and it's not only that I mean you can extend in other materials so for sure for a battery you need wires let's say copper wires or uh, it depends on the battery maybe it's not solid state battery but another but then you need graphites um, then you need um, aluminium as well you need polymers different kind of polymers like PTFE or other polymers um, what else do you need, Jason? Um, I mean, so many more. Are you consumable things? If you're making coin cells like aluminium, copper, um, not only the lithium electrolytes and cathodes, we also have pure lithium metal um, exactly. for, for an anode for a solid state battery. So even if they do calcination during the process of producing it, then we have, let's say, precision spheres that they can be used for consumable materials. Uh, we have yeah. so many materials, honestly. Zinc. I, I'm not quite sure what. It depends on the. Um, how technology of the battery that they are going to deploy on the system that sure. they have. So it depends on the technology. But we have plenty of materials in, exactly. in our catalog and in our range, but um, even if we don't have them, um, obviously the technical team or myself in, in, in the sales team, we're more than happy to discuss like a specific design of a battery and what materials you need. As they've said, we've got a comprehensive range and and, and if you can't find it in the catalogue, then ask and we'll do our best. And, and what about the cost of solid-state batteries? Do we know where that sits at the moment? Because it's, it's obviously, um, from, a, from a, any manufacturing perspective, and, and again, let's just use electric vehicles as the example, the most expensive part of an electric vehicle right now is the battery, which is why they are so much more expensive than their internal combustion engine counterpart. Do we know where the cost of these things are going right now? I think you can see even now the cost of electric vehicles is coming down and I think as more work into the mass production of different... I mean, we've talked about solid-state batteries, but there's lots of research going into other types of batteries as well with things like sodium being talked about and other materials. I think you'll see the cost of batteries coming down. I think where it relates to us more in the R&D space um, is we're very happy to work with customers on budgets and, and look at different grades and different types of materials to suit their application. So, um, so it's, yeah, conversation, um, yeah, different materials and, yeah. and different volumes and discounts and things that associate with that. And talking about uh, research and studies that they have been doing, and now we have Jason as well. So University of Liverpool, yeah. they have just um, found a new material that it w they discovered actually, a new lithium ion conductor that unlocks a new direction for sustainable batteries. I'm not quite sure what exactly is the material, 
but I would need to, you know, read the paper read and the everything. Paper, yeah, but yeah. it was published in Science recently. Okay. So it is very, very interesting and it's a new way. I think it seems like one of the problems you're going to have with electric vehicles is the technology is going to move on so quickly that a vehicle that's been produced a couple of years ago, the battery technology is going to go out of date so quickly that actually the vehicles are not going to hold their value. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to create an, an, another... Um, challenge for the EV market but I guess the positive to that is that you, you start you know seeing cheaper um, cheaper vehicles more more cost-effective cheaper vehicles exactly. on the second-hand market the, the 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 maintenance costs of them will come down and uh, I mean aside from batteries and it's just because I'm a bit of a car fanatic but I think then that marketplace is in a, a real state of flux right now with the change in uh, technologies are available there's part of me that actually thinks we'll end up you know how we currently have a bit of a traditional petrol diesel car situation. I think we'll kind of end up in something that's a little bit like a battery electric versus fuel cell hydrogen type vehicle, as a depending on your use case uh, in there. But you've got loads of manufacturers working on sustainable fuels to keep the internal exactly. combustion engine going. Hydrogen storage. Well, yeah. And also uh, planes are going to need higher energy dense fuel as well so the need yeah. to produce some sort of liquid fuel probably and rockets it's probably not going anywhere no no and i i think there's there's a lot going on you see it in motorsport a lot more now as well they're bringing in hybridization into into it so they've got their their internal combustion engine but with a battery motor support either for additional power so there's lots of use cases in here where smaller batteries could support an internal combustion engine yeah. um, in that way but obviously, there's also the sustainable side of it, Jason, in terms of what are these batteries like for sustainability in terms of recycling and their green credentials? Are they, are they kinder to the planet or are we still facing that challenge? Um, the solid state battery is probably slightly kinder to the planet because um, the anode isn't carbon based any longer. And obviously, um, graphite or, or carbon based anodes do come from the um, degradation of um oil sources or, or that's where the carbon comes from or can come from um in terms of carbon footprint the the solid um state batteries they, they use less materials um because those safety aspect concerns with current lithium-ion batteries with the flammability of them that's kind of gone with the solid state um batteries so 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 there's less safety concerns so there's less packaging involved in them which um i think i've got a stat here reduces the climate impact by 39 percent wow um okay. which obviously w would be quite a quite significant reduction if you could convert to a, a purely solid state battery right so 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 they they're they're the positive direction to be going in and i'll do apologies to any of our listeners if they can hear some banging in the background um the room we're recording in today is is kind of next to our packing room etc so there's probably a little bit of background knocking going on at the moment so I do apologize about that but they we've got to move in the direction of, of sustainability and I'm I'm aware that in other large battery environments they've got a second life case of, of being used in as storage for home energy systems and stuff like that so um, there's a big recycling thing with Nissan where they take the batteries of crashed or, or dismantled Nissans and put them into housing 
um, as well. So that would be another use case for solid state batteries too. Um, I suspect so. I'm not. I'm not aware of any kind of recycling routes for them, but um, the the type of materials in there are very similar to the current lithium ion batteries. So I see no reason why there could be no afterlife use for for the materials that are involved in them. So so they can certainly have a life after their use in a, in an EV car. Brilliant. Excellent. That's fantastic. Well, what a good subject to cover this month, Jason. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to be here. Excellent. And uh, Adam, Aphrodite, have you got anything else to add with Jason at all? No, he's, he was clearly the font of knowledge around exactly. this table today, wasn't he? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just highlights the strength of breadth of sort of knowledge in particular areas that we have through the business. It's really great to be able to kind of pull on, you know, people with specific areas of expertise no i think it's brilliant and as the year goes on we're going to be introducing more and more topics like this into the podcast so jason thank you so much for coming along thank you very much adam and aphrodite a pleasure as ever uh, the coming months an interesting one but uh, just a reminder to our listeners that we'll be at uh, engineering solutions live on the 21st of march at the british motor museum in gaydon um, listening again next month for some exciting news around goodfellow and uh, some bits and pieces that are going on in the business that we'll be talking around in the next episode and if you want to find out more about any of the materials we've talked about today or talk more about your battery requirements and materials for battery requirements you can find everything at www.goodfellow.com or contact Aphrodite's team uh, at technical at goodfellow.com and the sales team Jason clearly he's got the knowledge here if you've got anything around solid state batteries you want to have a chat uh, you can get hold of him at info at goodfellow.com as well. Guys, thanks very much for listening. Have fun. I'll see you again soon. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks. Thank you.